Welcome back to another episode of Ballers, Beers, and Banter. I'm your host, Dave. Here with me, Batman and Superman, Anthony. Hello! What's up? I, uh, I'm Batman. Ah, oh, damn. I you're going to say it. You're going to say it in that voice, Moose? I'm Batman. <laughs> there you go. I am the Batman. I was doing it. I was doing it in Bruce Wayne's voice. I was coming out telling the world true. that I was true, Batman. True, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> I am the knight. Are you old Ben Affleck Batman? Are you Christian Bale Batman? Michael First of Keaton? all, it, it's, I don't know, it, it's a pretty big insult to even bring up Ben Affleck as like a like possibility of somebody oh. ever wanting to be Ben Affleck Batman. <laughs> um, there's only one bad Batman that's allowed to ever be mentioned. That's George Clooney. Yep. He was, he was a terrible Batman, but those movies were very creative, so he gets a pass. Okay. Yeah. Christian Bale is... Uh, he's the best Batman. I think so too. Uh, or the animated Batman, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, as far as human beings go that have played Batman, it's Christian Bale. But <laughs> pretty sure he, it's a human being doing the voice in the animated Batman. Yeah, but he's not it's not okay. a human acting, you know, out Batman. He's a voice playing, actor, playing but I get what you mean. He's not but yeah, in person. Uh, Kevin Kevin Conroy is the guy who voices uh Batman in the animated series. He's the he's the best Batman. So I would go. Yeah, Christian Bale, Michael Keaton with a close, close second. Um, I would have to go Ben Affleck, Val Kilmer, then George Clooney. Hmm. Adam West, factor in there at all? Adam West. It doesn't count. It doesn't (laughs) count because that's that's such like a fringe Batman characterization. It's its own thing. It's its own thing. This is definitely not the first time we've talked about the various Batman actors on the podcast. But we, you know, we were talking about Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League, which was is now released on Crave and how Anthony and I have seen it. And we we're discussing pre-podcast. So that's where it all unfolded. But we can get into our Batman rankings at a later date. But for now, how are you guys doing? And are you ready to talk some fantasy football? I'm good. I'm ready. Uh, the offseason didn't disappoint again there were some moves made there's always moves there's always moves always moves <laughs> death taxes and and drama coming out of the nfl Absolutely. right moose yeah i are those yeah. are you saying those are the certain things in life those are certain things in life yeah 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 it seems like <laughs> all I right can, well let's i can confirm that you can can confirm let's dive into it the first thing i want to get your guys input on is the this these I don't know what you'd call it, blockbuster, apparently blockbuster trade that occurred between the Dolphins and the 49ers and then the Eagles and the Dolphins. And I don't know if you can call it blockbuster without any actual players involved, just draft picks, but that's what Schefter's calling it, and that's what the NFL's calling it, and it does have serious implications both for the NFL and for fantasy football. So the first one was the Dolphins trading their number three overall pick from this year's draft to the 49ers in exchange for their number 12 overall pick a 2022 third and then two first round picks in 2022 and 20. Sorry, it was a 2021 third round pick and then a first round. That's what I'm looking at I, right now. Yeah, that was Schefter's first tweet, but then he corrected it and said it was a 2022. Oh. I believe. Mm-hmm. So I got the most up to date facts. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. All right, Anthony. And then can't what the Dolphins did. You can't trust sleeper. The Dolphins turned around and then moved that number 12 pick and traded it um, with the Eagles. So the Eagles acquired, uh, traded their number six pick 
overall in this year's draft to the Dolphins. So the Dolphins went from number three to 12, back to number six. Um, and the Eagles acquired the number 12 pick, a 2022 first round pick. And then there was also some mid-round swaps that they exchanged, like a fourth and a fifth. So what does that mean? It means uh, a lot of things. So to, to summarize, the 49ers have the third overall pick. The Dolphins have the sixth and the Eagles have the 12th uh, this year. So to me, guys, what this means, let's talk San Francisco first because let's they moved up. They moved up the highest. They got three overall. So to me, this alarm bells are going off. If I'm Jimmy Garoppolo because clearly you're not moving up and spending that kind of draft capital to trade to get the number three pick and not take a quarterback. So I think clearly the 49ers are going to draft a QB with this pick. They have said that Jimmy G is our guy and that they're committed to him this season and that the belief is that they have a playoff team. He's the best person to get them to the Super Bowl this year. But I don't know if I'm believing it. So first of all, do you think that they will draft a quarterback, San Francisco? And then if so, do you think that that quarterback, whoever it ends up being, has a chance to usurp? Jimmy G as the starter. What are your thoughts? I mean, yes. <laughs> Classic yeah. moves response. I just gave this epic build up, <laughs> and he goes, "I mean, sure, yes." <laughs> what uh, do you think? Well, Jimmy Jimmy G's ankle, you know, it's obviously fragile. So, I mean, he it could he there could be some usurping from, um, you know, injury. We saw last season that their backups. I mean, Nick Mullins tried his darndest, and uh, C.J. Beathard has been moved to <laughs> Jacksonville, I think. Beathard, got uh, <laughs> Berthard, yeah. oh, however Berth you say it. But anyways, he moved. But anyways, you saw them all last season struggling very hard when they didn't have Jimmy G. They were struggling at, at QB. It didn't work out. So I would think that yeah, they they want to get someone in who can play at a higher level backup and you know maybe uh take over from jimmy g we've said it before on the podcast jimmy g is he's a quality quarterback to be honest uh, i would rather jimmy g than some of the other guys in the league uh, and i think with uh, with their receiving core being healthy if george kittle's healthy brandon Ayuk's healthy debo samuel healthy i mean the the team is very strong Anthony, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so they're definitely taking a quarterback. Um, like Moose said, Jimmy G is an injury-prone quarterback, and nobody wants that for their team. Uh, San Francisco has a strong team as well that could contend for a Super Bowl. So they need a number one QB. Jimmy G is is good enough, but he's not reliable. So I think this is a great move by them. Who knows? There was a lot of talk with uh, Jimmy G potentially being moved this offseason. It doesn't seem like he will be, but that means if they were thinking about it, maybe next year it could happen. I'm not sure what his contract is right now. So I think this is a good move by them, and they clearly have their eye on somebody. Uh, so them being at three, we well, know it, that... It's interesting you bring that up, Anthony. Sorry to cut you off, but apparently reports are that they don't have one one particular QB in mind, but actually that they do like a few QBs. And that's why they were comfortable with making this trade going to number three overall, assuming Trevor Lawrence is off the board first. 
there's at least right. two other quarterbacks that they like. So if one of them gets picked by the Jets, they're okay. They're still yeah, fine taking that, the other guy. That's what I was going to say. Okay. But, yeah, I was going to say the two uh, teams ahead of them, Jacksonville and the Jets, I mean, they don't know what the Jets are going to do. We're all pretty sure that uh, Jacksonville is going to take um, Trevor Lawrence. But, yeah, they definitely have a couple people that they're looking at. Uh, and, I mean, it depends. I think this – I think it was a silly move uh, by Miami to make this trade. I mean, they're still high up there in the draft, but I just think that there are some quality talent uh, as far as receivers and running backs go that I think it would have been better if they were there to – sure that they get one of the guys that they want but but they, maybe, but they but they got so miami's got the number six right and the number 18 overall this year right so at number six if we're thinking you know we were talking i think off air we think about four quarterbacks are going to go early so that leaves all of the best wide receivers available at number six except for maybe one so to me miami's miami could get jamar chase they could get a jalen waddle a devonta smith a Kyle Pitts, they're in prime yeah. position to, to pick someone up or an offensive tackle if they want. They can do whatever they want, and they can even trade. They can still trade right. draft capital and move back up if they wanted to and, and take a quarterback. They can do anything they want, really. Yeah, they also have two second-round picks. Right. Yeah, so and I think, they definitely I, I think have enough picks for depth. So Yeah, and I think a good running back will be available in the second round. You know, it might not be Najee Harris. It might, you know, Travis Etienne. But there's still a couple other ones. Michael Carter. Uh, right. UNC. And I mean, you can hit on running backs later in the draft. But yeah. I mean, you have one of the top guys. You're just making yourself a powerhouse. So, yeah. Um, I mean, they're still at six. I, so I mean, you're at, right. At number right. 18. At number 18. You got to figure at number 18. One of those two guys will be available. Najee Harris or Travis right. Etienne. And even at six. Like w- we were talking off air that. So I had mentioned the top three. I believe fourth is Atlanta uh, with Matt Ryan on his way out. You know, they for sure have to be looking at a quarterback. Not on his way out yet. They're they're committed to him for two years. No, but they need a backup yeah. for him to replace him eventually when he eventually, yeah. So I think it would be a good move by them to develop because to me, I didn't think that the QB depth in this draft was that great. Like I didn't think a majority of these quarterbacks will be a hundred percent starters on teams going forward. I I, I think it's one of the weaker ones at the Q, uh, talent wise at QB than really? we've had in the past. Yeah, that's a hot they're, they're, they're all that's talented. Hot they're all talented. Don't get me wrong, but it'll be similar to what was it? I, I believe it was the same draft class that uh, Mariota and Winston went in, and then you know they're still trying to make their way to a, to a starting position. So I think you'll get a bunch of QBs like that. Well. that's the way it goes. There's like quarterbacks are often drafted early and some of them don't pan out. Right. We we see that every year. You're right about that. Um, But it seems like NFL teams and scouts think that there's five guys that could be NFL starters this year. So, right. But I think like three out of the five, you're right. Probably that's probably going to be the case. So it's just a question of who three, two or three probably won't pan out. So So, like when the bears were talking about trying to trade up to get a draft pick to draft a quarterback, I was like, don't do it because the the talent level. You mean like they they did to draft Mitch Trubisky? Right. I was like, like, this is not the year to do it. I'm like, wait a year, wait for more (laughs) talented QBs. I think this one would be a very big hit or miss year. So, guys, I, I really think so. Clearly, San Francisco is going to draft their quarterback of the future. 
they say they're committed to Jimmy G for this year. I don't I don't even buy that. I think that they're going to see, you know, they're happy with Jimmy G this season and they ideally like whichever quarterback they draft to develop and give them time to develop um, over the course of at least a season. But I think if Jimmy G like Moose hit the nail on the head, if he gets hurt or even if he's not playing up to snuff and they see good things from whoever they got, if it's Zach Wilson or Trey Lance or even Mac Jones, apparently is someone they're interested in. If they're seeing good things from that person at practice, I bet before the season's out, that's their starting quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think the Jimmy G thing is about talent. You know, Jimmy G's talented. I think it's, it's that they're worried about, well, what happens if Jimmy G's out for the season again? Right. Yeah. I, well, that's what, definitely a concern. What do we do? And I, I know Jimmy G got them to the Super Bowl uh, in which they lost um, to Kansas City. But correct? Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. That seems like ancient history, but it's only two. It was like two Super Bowls ago. Um, but in that game, they were leading and they, they went to this conservative style of play. And I just feel like they didn't have the confidence in, in letting Jimmy G. You know how they say let Russ cook. I don't think they had the confidence to let Jimmy G cook. You know, and they clearly saw Pat Mahomes way better quarterback talent. Hmm, that made the difference in the Super Bowl, and they had all the other pieces. San Francisco's roster was loaded, so I, I think that that's that's what that's where their thinking's at. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see, mm-hmm. you know, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, whoever it is, in a San Fran uniform, heading into the playoffs as their starter. Mm-hmm. So something to look forward to. Now for Philadelphia gentlemen who moved away from their number six pick, moved back to number twelve. They're clearly out of the quarterback sweepstakes for these top four, five guys. So what that tells me is they're committed to that and the addition of Joe Flacco as a backup quarterback is that they're committed to Jalen Hurts for this season at least. I don't think it means they're committed to him as their franchise quarterback because reports came out from Ian Rappaport that they really liked uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, as a prospect early on, but they thought the best thing for rebuilding the team for now was to move back and collect extra first round picks in future years. Uh, what do you guys, do you guys see that the same way as me or do you see it differently? Well, my, I am, uh, you know, exercising caution <laughs> of suggesting that Jalen hurts is automatically the starter. Uh, you know, I know Joe Flacco, uh, you know, he's been a veteran. Uh, well, he is a veteran, but he's been a, he's been a backup for uh two seasons uh yeah, with the broncos similar. and then with the jets right well he got he got he was the, he lost his starting job to lamar jackson yeah so first years, and then the yeah. jets and uh yeah now philly um so i i in my opinion i think from what i've seen i think it's uh he could he could be the starter and i'm saying this based off of last season even when carson wentz was doing horrible they were hesitant to put Jalen Hurts in. They're like, nah, we, we, we'd rather play Carson Wentz. So this is where I'm, I'm you know, even though, I mean, I, I drafted Jalen Hurts. He, he helped me, uh, you know, win my championship. And obviously I, I recognize his talent, but does Philadelphia, you know, they, oh, yeah. or are they willing to, sorry, not drafted, picked up off waiver wire, Pick, picked up off waiver. Thank you for the correction, Anthony. Um, you know, do they see that or was the Joe Flacco pickup to have Joe Flacco as that veteran starter? Yeah, it's insurance. I think for sure they they're not sold on Jalen Hurts completely. They're yeah. sold enough that they're not going to 
draft another quarterback, but Joe Flacco is there as insurance for if it's not working out, you move to Joe Flacco for the rest of the remainder of the season. And, uh, and then you, you know, you move off of Hurts and you draft someone else. So, but, I, but it, it concerns me that, you know, like you sign a guy like Joe Flacco and then, you know, it's kind of like Chicago. Chicago was like Eddie Dalton's QB one. You know, it's like, you know, how come Philly's not sort of being like, so Jaylen I Hurts will, our guy. I will well, say I, this. Cause I think at this point it's pretty obvious for this there, season. Yeah, there will be, there has been quarterbacks in the, there have been quarterbacks in the past that haven't started their first year that have like, for example, Aaron Rodgers sat on the bench for a while before he became the guy we all know today. So I think they're worried about ruining Jalen Hurts, which I think is a very big potential because there's not that much talent around him. So to throw in a young guy like this to a team that is clearly not ready to compete, especially in a terrible, uh, terrible division, I think, yeah, it's for sure insurance having Joe Flacco there, a veteran to help teach him. I mean, they might want to preserve him and then throw Flacco in to just deal with this crappy season that they're going to have. So I think there's truth to what you're saying. But I mean, Jalen Hurts is their guy. If they're looking at quarterbacks or even in the next couple of years, it's just it's ridiculous that you would draft a guy as talented as Jalen Hurts and like and then try to replace him. How I was talking about Miami before and like why did they make that trade if they stayed up there they could have you know got a the most talented running back or receiver so for Philly I think at the the sixth spot they were at before I think they could have you know well I gotten think this- some some star players uh, when I'm looking around because they're 12th now around where they are it's like there's offensive linemen so maybe they're going to draft an offensive lineman and it would have been too early to take one at the sixth spot so maybe they are trying to build around uh jalen hurts and they had to I, drop for that yeah and i think it's i think the fact that i think it's pretty clear around the whole league that these quarterbacks are going to be run on these quarterbacks early in the draft we're going to see five quarterbacks go within the first 10 picks which then makes all these offensive tackles defensive players and and wide receivers, of which there are a ton of really good wide receivers this year, again, similar to last year, they're going to be available later on. So whoever Philly's targeting, they must see, you know, if they're getting an offensive tackle or a wide receiver, they're like, we don't need this six pick because who we want or one of the players that we could want will be available at 12. So the, the fact that they've got an extra first round pick next year and move back is smart because they'll be able to pick up a someone, one of the wide receivers, uh, or uh, one of these top offensive tackles, if that's their, if that's what they're going for. Well, it's, so they, I think it they was definitely need a wide receiver. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or yeah, or Kyle Pitts. You know, I, I don't think I don't even think Kyle Pitts will be available that late. I think we'll he'll be one of the uh, early ones off the board. Can be very very interesting draft. Looking forward to that. We're only about uh, what month and a half away? No, month away from the draft. Month away. So excited. Very exciting. All right. And last, so we talked about Dolphins, Philly, San Francisco. Boom. That's enough for the trades. Let's move on, guys. Other exciting news out of the NFL. It's not official yet, but Adam Schefter tweeting that we are likely, very likely, that the NFL is going to adopt a 17-game regular season schedule. Traditionally, there are 16 games in the NFL uh, over 17 weeks. Every team gets one bye week. Uh, and I think that this 17-game idea was run by the NFL PA, the Players Association, in the last collective bargaining agreement. So they have that option to deploy it. And I'm excited, guys, because one more week 
of NFL football, one more week of fantasy football. It's going to be great. It's going to be great for everyone except perhaps the actual NFL players because the NFL season's so grueling. Adding another game to that is tough, but I'm pumped. What, what do you guys think about this? Well, yeah, I mean, it's great. I what it you all said good. It, you said it all. Dave. I don't know what <laughs> you want to say. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's let's get into a little bit of the details now. So if there is a 17 game season, let's talk NFL first. How would you like to see that play out? Some people are saying, well, it's simple. You just do 17 games over 18 weeks, and you still keep that one bye week. Or could you, you know, do you extend? Do you give two bye weeks? Do you extend the, the, the league even further? And then when do you put the Super Bowl? They're talking about putting the Super Bowl on the weekend of president's day which is a holiday in the u.s for our u.s listeners for here most of canada sorry guys not you has a holiday that that weekend as well which is called family day and we could just start calling it super bowl day i'd be happy with that <laughs> it would be great yeah like w- wouldn't that be ideal it'd be very ideal ending all the way to that weekend in fact i wouldn't be surprised if that's uh i they mean think it, oh, sorry if they do it purposely around that they try to line it up well yeah i mean if everybody has the day off think about all the marketing options yeah. You know, if people already have the day off work, you know, should we just take it one step further and just make the Super Bowl itself a holiday regardless? I mean, I would. <laughs> I think that would be great. That'd be great for everyone. Eh, get the next day off. I would, I, mean, I would. I would prefer that, actually. Yeah, I, I would rather work on Super Bowl, but the day after Super Bowl is, is off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. What you need. That's what you need. Yeah. Uh, or both days off. <laughs> so for fantasy now. This is going to be yes. interesting. It's going to be, there's a couple, a lot of interesting factors here, but for fantasy, uh, it does change when and how you might do your playoffs. So traditionally in the 17 weeks with 16 games, which has been the norm since 1978, what you would do most leagues, if you're smart, would start their playoffs week 14 and the championship would end up week 16, one week before the end of the regular season, because in that last week, you know, not all the players play, some of them sit, etc. What do you mm-hmm. do if you're dumb? What? <laughs> Sorry? Well, like you said, if it's, you said it, if you're smart, you start on yeah, week 14. Because so what do you started, do if you what if you do if you're dumb? If you're if you're dumb, you start at week 15 and then that, that championship's <laughs> week 17 where you got your best players sitting. Right. Uh, Patrick Mahomes on the bench. So traditionally that's how it's done, week 14. Now the easy thing to do would be to move playoffs to start week 15 and do the exact same format. Or you could do something interesting where you still start at week 14 and do some sort of uh, double elimination playoff or double header type type playoff deal for fantasy, which would be very fun, I think. So like if you you start with a bracket, if you lose, you go to a consolation bracket and you have to win out to get back to the championship game type of thing. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, it makes things interesting. And yeah. I'm very changes very it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> guys, I, 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 I can see you guys doing the hmm, would I win the championship if that was the playoff format? <laughs> well, oh no, no. We already have championships. Yeah. I mean, you should be thinking of that. You're right. You don't have a dynasty championship, which is much more impressive as I, I do. do have a dynasty championship. Oh, yeah, you do that. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, have, I have one of each. Who doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> um so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, don't, three. I don't need it. Holding up the three. Yeah, I don't know. The trices. I was gonna say deuces, but it's three. Um, I don't know if trices is a term, but definitely not. not. But it is now. You've now coined it. But um, what I wanted to say about the playoffs. So if people start it one week later, we got to keep in mind too that football players get injured often. So one week later means there's probably more injuries. Do you? 
it might even just stay week 14 to 16 and then 17 and 18 is just not if, there, if there's two if there's two bye weeks that potentially helps with injuries yeah. but also makes right. uh fantasy teams and wavering a little bit a little bit more complicated right so it all depends on the outcome but if there's one bye week i would say you might want to think about keeping it week 14 if there's two bye weeks then it seems like 15 starting at week 15 might be the best option so similar to what we're doing now just one week later so for all of you listeners out there in your leagues if you are a commissioner something to start thinking about uh, or at least mm-hmm. once they announce what the NFL's regular season is going to look like. And if you're not the commish, something to uh, talk to your commissioner about. Likely, a lot of you listeners out there, one one of the three of us <laughs> are your commissioner. So we're on top of it. But for the rest of you playing in the other leagues, um, make sure that you are on top of that. But it's going to be all in all, it's going to be great, guys, because it's going to be more football, more fantasy football to enjoy next season. We deserve it. We are, we earned it after this uh, the <laughs> pandemic we've been in. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about some real fantasy implication here, guys. Sammy Watkins, we were projecting where he might be signed last episode on Thursday. And I think next day we found out he signed with Baltimore one year, six million. I don't we know talked. if we can. I don't know if we can call this a real fantasy implication. Well, my uh, great point, Moose, because we already kind of <laughs> you know we we kind of bashed Sammy Watkins a little bit. You know, and talk about how he's he hasn't had a healthy full 16 game season in a long time. He's not he's not himself. We talked enough about Sammy Watkins. My question to you guys is, you know, we talked a lot this season and the offseason about Lamar Jackson. And he was absolute fantasy gold in 2019, finishing as the top fantasy player overall in which he dominated, which won Anthony two championships simultaneously, dynasty and regular. And last year we saw him struggle and and he was still gr- he still had great rushing prospects but he he wasn't throwing the ball very well and some people said he needs a target he needs another target and we were hoping you know Anthony was hoping Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay goes there it ends up Sammy Watkins so is the current lineup Baltimore has enough for Lamar Jackson to return to a top quarterback status Sammy Watkins Mark well, Andrews Marquise top, Brown top fantasy fantasy well, I think no, no matter what, he's top fantasy. That doesn't change. Well, he was 11th last year in fantasy. And well, I'm talking, I mean, is can he be top three? Like, he went from not just first overall. He dominated everyone. Yeah. He had 415 fantasy points. It wasn't even close in 2019. So can he return to being a number one or number two guy after being 11th last year? I think so. But I don't think adding Sammy Watkins right. makes that difference. That's exactly what I was going to say. I, I, I mean, think it, they Andrews. might as well just not have signed anyone yeah. because we know he's going to get injured. <laughs> we don't wish for injuries, but it, this has been his career. Just yeah. we said it last episode. I mean, Mark Andrews was a big part of that success story for uh, Lamar Jackson. Mark Andrews had a very quiet year this season. You know, maybe defenses realized, oh, you know, Mark Andrews is he's a weapon. We got to we got to cover him. They're so all, they're the, the only weapon. almost. Yeah, the, the crutch that. Lamar Jackson was leaning on in the passing game, you know, was being covered. And, you know, for whatever reason, Marquise Brown why wasn't getting open, wasn't getting passed to. Maybe he's got at, well, maybe he's got last a, year maybe I was, he's got I would problems say, with Lamar, but at first it was he was not getting targets. And then he started to get the targets, but 
he wasn't catching a lot of balls. And then towards the end of the season, he was he was good for a touchdown a game. Uh, Marquise Brown was, so it started to turn around. But clearly, he's not like an alpha wide receiver one kind of guy. He needs help. You know, he he he's like a one A one B situation. Or Marquise even Brown. Be, Marquise Brown. I think Marquise Brown could easily be that guy with a with a quarterback who's maybe hit the, with a quarterback whose strength is throwing the ball. I think so for sure. Okay. Uh, uh, a, a big. Sure. I was I was going to reference a big part of uh, we saw in, in Minnesota with Justin Jefferson. They caught they caught the audio of him going, you know, hey Kirk, just throw the ball, throw the ball, yeah, throw the ball, you know. And I I maybe misremembering this but i'm pretty sure it came out at one point that marquise brown was very upset because exactly that just throw me the ball you know and lamar jackson's obviously not throwing the ball and these these yeah. guys need reps you need reps like catching a, a ball coming at you super fast is not something you just you, you know you just do it like you, you need practice it so if you're in game and the ball's not coming to you a lot you know and then suddenly it does when it doesn't normally you're gonna drop it and not to like, I mean, in the offseason, all they kept posting was that their chemistry was amazing. In-game, obviously didn't translate. I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not discriminating against short receivers, but being a short receiver <laughs> and wait, wait, and being a short receiver and the only talented receiver on the team makes you a target. Like we were saying that Mark Andrews was like, oh, he's the main target and like the crutch, uh, let's cover him. And then Marquise Brown, I mean... Being a short guy, maybe double covered sometimes. It's just, it's not the best receiver. And I think, I take back what I said before, that they that they didn't try and get uh, good receivers around Lamar Jackson. They drafted Miles Boykin, a big receiver, who they thought probably would do a lot better than, or play a lot better than he's been playing. Um, so they did try. They they went to the draft. Well, it didn't had work out. Uh, James Prochet and yeah. uh, Devin Duvernay. Devin Duvernay. Right. So it's not. It, it's that's not like me, they didn't try. Yeah, but, add, but, uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like adding, you know, a uh, guy who gets injured all the time. You right. know, he's slowing down. Like I mean, and he's, drafting... he's coming. He's coming off. He's coming off a of blame with Patrick Sammy Watkins. You're talking Sa- about Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins, and he's and yeah. he's coming. He's coming off. Uh, uh, he's coming off taking passes from. Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's expecting really clean, nice passes. I'm not going to get that from Lamar Jackson. So I can't imagine it's going to go well. And I mean, this is just my opinion. Uh, I watch uh, the cheetah Tyreek Hill on YouTube. And there, when he does some of his workouts, Sammy Watkins is there. And from last off season, it just, it didn't look like Sammy Watkins is not moving as well as he Whoa, used to. Anyone next to Tyree Kill is right. going to look like they're not moving too fast. Right. I don't expect the same thing by any means, but it just, I don't know. I, I think he's on his way out and he's very injury prone. So I, I don't think this was a great move by them. I mean, if he's healthy in last low season, like kudos, but I don't think this was the piece that they were looking for. Maybe they're going to go to the draft and hopefully a great receiver falls to them. I think they're like 20, 21 or twenty two. They're pretty late. They were in yeah. the playoffs, so so I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think I I think we spoke about this on on last episode. Uh, you know, wide receivers refusing money uh, to avoid Baltimore uh, to me speaks volumes. And you know, I know people but who make, who make... did that really? Who did that really? Juju and Ty. Uh, Is that what you're mainly and um, 
Did someone else? Well, Galladay was, Gall- Gall- was there, I believe. As did well. he get offered more money? I think so. Than the Giants? I don't yeah, know. but Giants, uh, Giants threw the bank. But so did the Bears offered a, yeah. a lot of money. Anyways, but, and I know, but, but I mean, people, people say that one thing or the other, but it always comes back to, you know, we players are holding out for more money. Quarterbacks want more money. Everybody wants more money, and then it's like, oh, well, you didn't go to Baltimore because. Uh, you, you know, this or that. It's like, well, you know, if they're offering you more money, that's what the players seem generally want. So if they're not I, going for the money, then there's, there's got to be something that they feel is in Baltimore that they yeah. do not want to be a but part to of. to me, that's a selfish move on the players too because you would hear from unselfish players signing on teams and taking pay cuts that they want to go to a team that's going to that's in contention for a Super Bowl, which is Baltimore. Yes, they're a run-first team, and Lamar Jackson is not the best passer out there, but, I mean, your chances of winning a Super Bowl are higher. The chances of being the number one receiver there are higher. And, but like, if, if Curtis but Samuel you, went but to, to be Washington, the number one receiver, is Fitzpatrick Yeah, but really to be the number one point? receiver, Anthony, you need balls thrown at you. <laughs> right, but the number one target, let's say number one target. It doesn't matter. A target is useless if you're not throwing something at it. But, Anyways, I, I, yeah. listen, it's, but, but it's, Curtis Samuel going to Washington, like going to these teams like Lamar, ja- you're saying Lamar Jackson could get back to being a top QB like he, he's just got to get in, in fantasy. I mean, yeah. he can he can rush. He can run in touchdowns, you know, like his legs are what get him his fantasy points most of the time. OK, but well, great, great point, Moose and Anthony, if you can drum up the stats here, maybe I have but, it here. Which one? But Lamar was was great for rushing last year. The, the yeah, fact is. And the, the counter argument that I was going to have is his two years, he's had uh, 1,206 yards uh, in 2019 and then 1,005 yards the year after. So it's, he's going to be around 1,200. And, and one, how many, how many, how many rush touchdowns? Seven uh, each year. Was, yes. Seven each year. So, so he, it's like, he's like a top 10 running back. Yeah. But, but, the issue is not his rushing. His rushing will be around 1,200 yards, let's say, or 1,100 on average, and seven touchdowns. So that is what it's going to be every year. We can look at it that way. It's his passing. He was 300, almost 400 yards less th- the, this past year than the year before. He's got to get better. He, he's got to have more options and passing. Ten, 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 for, for fewer, real, 10 fewer passing touchdowns. For real football, but for fantasy... He's he's no, a top. He's not gonna he's not Here's gonna get point. more than a thousand two hundred yards. That's his cap. That like he it's ridiculous what he's doing to get higher than that is just out yeah. of so, this. So the point world. the point is from his rushing stats from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty are almost almost identical. Yeah, twenty more points in twenty nineteen from rushing yards. That's it. But he scored eighty one less points in fantasy, and the difference is in his passing. So. He finished 11th in t- last year in fantasy, and it was because of his passing. His rushing will be there. His rushing, in fact, his rushing needs to be there for him to be a top fantasy quarterback. Like the man ain't going to get 1,500 yards. It's yeah. going to stay the same. But if he's rushing for 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns, he's like a top running back. Yeah, but but we're saying to get back to that number, uh, that top QB ranked oh, right. in fantasy. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, okay, but... You still, you'd still take him as a top quarterback. Well, I, I mean, I take, the, I take those numbers. Well, not if he's passing. Not if he's the but, passing is just well, bonus at that point. I, I they finished tenth amongst quarterbacks, Moose. How could you say from the guy who eleventh proposes or eleventh from the guy who whose strategy is all about getting a a top guy at each position? How are you happy with the eleventh quarterback overall? Yeah, 
Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't take him in the in like the first three rounds, but he's still a, a top option. But, but then that's my strategy, taking what, quarterbacks point, in the later at what, rounds. At what point do people stop being top options? At no, just but the top three? No, but we're trying to you're trying to say that you, you recommend drafting top QB early. So, but you're saying, but if you get a guy Lamar Jackson later, which is my strategy, yeah. then you're good to go. So, I mean, so but you're, you're like, you're, I, I wouldn't be upset if I ended up with, with Lamar, like he's a top option. Well, you guys see him as a mid or less option. Well, if he throws a hundred l- less passing yards that he did this past year, because his receiving options are just as bad, then he will be lower than number 11. He could very well be lower than number 11. His, yeah, his what if rush- his rushing comes down? Yeah, <laughs> well, okay, but you know? but I mean, that's that's a risk you take. Like, Lamar Jackson is is his rushing, and then the passing is bonus. That's how I see it. So, so but, sure, but, but if, that's if, his rushing, if his rushing disappears, that's a disaying Yeah, but I'm saying that's a disaster. His, rush, his rushing is capped. Like, 1,200 yards a year after, like, if he gets to 1,500 – like that's a miracle. It's insane. So it's insane. He's yeah. gonna get his 1,200 yards, and then basically to get in the top, you need his passing to be there, and his passing's not there. He dropped from one to yeah. 11. He loses a hundred more yards passing. He's going out of the top 12, which is not a starting QB position. You're both right. He's not probably won't be in the top five, but for fantasy, you, you should be targeting him. But I'm saying for it's, fantasy, it's not he can like drop he's suddenly- out of. 11, 100 less passing yards. He's outside the top 12, which okay. is... You guys don't draft him. I'll I'll take him. Okay, so oh, I, I, I think I, that's not what we're saying. We're, so we're, we're kind of have two different arguments. I think you guys get a little picky. Think, it, like, no, 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 no. Our point is, listen, could, Lamar Jackson's upside is ridiculous because of his rushing. What we're saying is, in order for him to be a top three quarterback, let's say, even top five, his passing has to be much, much better than it was last year. He's got to be throwing for 3,000 yards, and he's got to have close to 30 passing touchdowns. Well, he's got to have over 30 passing touchdowns. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. So that's the whole thing that stemmed from this. And then, you know, is so is is it on Lamar or is it on, you know, is part of it on Sammy Watkins, Marquise Brown, Mark Or the Andrews? coaching staff. It's 100%, oh, yeah. it's 100% on Lamar. And the – well, that that's interesting. Good point, Moose. I think it's interesting. So, Moose, you're talking about receivers taking – less pay not to be in Baltimore to be with their home teams yeah and I would wait, wait. I look forward we, we to should seeing elaborate the details what he just that. said he said it's a hundred percent on Lamar is it his talent or is it the coaching staff not having the faith in him to pass it or both so well, this, this ties it, it doesn't directly. it doesn't matter to complete a pass the quarterback whomever it is <laughs> has to throw it to the receiver in a way that the receiver right. can catch it but does he have so, a passing issue? Is he a quarterback with a passing issue? Because if you well, it say seems yes, he struggles. It seems he so be, then he, he will drop lower than eleven. So that he will drop lower than eleven in fantasy. If okay, he's going to continue Anthony, to struggle, his numbers still make him a top option. Not if they drop. If you not say if his he, passing's yes, not there, I, yes. Well, but that's no, what his, we're saying. Rushing numbers are still good. But Moose, we talked about this. You're not listening to us, I feel like. <laughs> Last year, his rushing stats yeah. were basically the same as when he was... Or they increased. 2019, yeah. when he was phenomenal. Yeah, but he's going to make some passes. Like, it's not, it's not like the <laughs> yeah. passes some, some passes got him... T- so his rushing went up, his passing yes. went down. And even with his rushing going up, he w- he dropped to 11th. So even if his rushing goes up to 1,500 yards rushing and the seven touchdowns, if he throws for less than 100 yards or 200 yards, he's going to drop out of that. Yeah, he's, he, but he's going, he's going to make some passes. 
So Moose is saying he's, his passing will be adequate enough next year. Here's here's the real thing. Okay. What, what I'm saying Never is mind. I just a re- just adding a receiver is not going to change the 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 issue with right. His passing. It's up to Lamar. It's yeah. up to Lamar. His, his balls are said, wobbly. They're right. they're not on target. So with the same receiving talent and his wobbly balls, it doesn't <laughs> uh, his wobbly balls. It doesn't seem like he's going to get better at passing, which means he will stay the same as last year or drop. That's not you're, you're not saying anything positive to see okay. him take Anthony, the leap, Anthony. If if Lamar Jackson comes to you in the draft, are you taking him? Uh, I mean, I'm looking elsewhere because if if people are listening to us and you say that his passing is still an issue, he's trending downwards. Yeah, his his rushing has stayed the same. So the rushing you can count on the rushing to stay the same. If his passing drops a little bit, he's lower than 11th. So no, that is not my top option. If I didn't, I I, I didn't in, ask you, I didn't ask you for his top option. But but you're, but <laughs> okay. just, we're I just listening to you. F- I just My draft said, strategy you, is drafting you draft quarterbacks him? later. Would yes, you draft him or would you go fall nope, later? Not at all. Not touching him. Well, not who even... would you who would you look at? Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson? I would, would take Justin Herbert. Have... Right. They they finish very close to each other. So you you have more face than Justin Justin Herbert will take the leap. Yeah, but I wouldn't be upset be... if Lamar Jackson. If I ended up with Lamar, Jackson, I wouldn't be upset. I still think he has the potential uh, to be you know a, a top quarterback. Clearly, and we've all seen that. And I think what it really comes down to, and what I was trying to say earlier, but we're getting so heated here. But I love the passion, guys. Is because I have him in dynasty. I'll take anything. I'll take anything Anthony, positive. Please, 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 please. Potentially, uh, there was there's some receivers who didn't want to go to Baltimore, but they, we don't know the full details there yet. Or is it Baltimore who's not willing to spend big on wide receivers, knowing that they're going to be a run first offense with J.K. Dobbins? With Gus but they, Edwards, but they did with they did. Lamar. They did. They right. offered a ton of money. To they who? Did. To, to Juju, to, to Juju, to Galladay, and to uh, I. I have not heard that. Well, you should look harder because well, they okay, definitely can you, did. can you drum up the report, well, please, did. on what they, Juju they, was offered? Because well, Juju took a pay cut to stay in Pittsburgh. So every other team that spoke to him, they offered him more money than Pittsburgh. So yes, they did. I, that is more. not what I, I heard. He well, had, I read that too. He had almost no offers. He might have had a more yeah, multi-year he, contract offer. He turned down nine point five million. Okay, from the Ravens he's with, eight. with another three point five yeah, million. He's taking eight and one year with with another three point five million in incentives from Baltimore. Right. So, so that's more. thirteen million dollars. Okay, and you think that's because he didn't want to play with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? I don't know or because he. Yeah, I think it's because he's comfortable in Pittsburgh. And well, yeah, we and, don't know the I don't reason know, why. My, we don't know if it's the, because of Lamar Jackson or not being a passing offense. And, okay, and the point, so the if point you're that I was making from Baltimore, okay, go ahead. The point that I was making yeah. was that from what we've seen, all the players want more money. So somebody's offering you a substantial. That's not true. Uh, Every player in Tampa Bay basically took a pay cut to stay with Tom Brady. Juju and took one year okay. and less money. But he just didn't want to leave Pittsburgh. Quarterbacks want more money. Running Aaron backs Jones took a all over Aaron Jones took a pay cut to stay in Green Bay. Like we're seeing it everywhere. So that's not yeah. that's not one hundred percent the case. The fit is very very important. Now, to me, this doesn't say Baltimore is willing to spend tons of money. They were the nine and a half million is not a lot for a wide receiver. Okay, they pay, they're paying Sammy Watkins. They're paying Sammy more. Yeah, Galladay's eighteen million a year. They're paying Sammy Watkins six. So to me, the concern with Lamar Jackson is in part Lamar and his throwing ability. It's also Baltimore's not going to throw the ball. Okay, like when he, he they threw the ball four hundred and one times. Lamar threw it four hundred and one times for 
his stats to be up when they were to overall quarterback number one in 2019. Only 376 throwing attempts last year. Are they going to throw more than last year? Maybe not. So the concern might be how the volume of passing for Lamar mixed with how well he's going to throw the ball. So he just might not have the option. We're we're talking about Lamar Jackson. It could be the coaching staff just maybe not having enough faith in Lamar Jackson or or them just not wanting to change their their game plan of being a run first, a mostly run team, run first team. So it it could be plenty of things. We don't know. We all think Lamar Jackson's talented. I mean, like I mentioned briefly before, I took him in Dynasty, so I believe he's my guy in Dynasty. We're two QB leagues, so obviously another guy too, but... I mean, I hope he passes more. I was hoping he'd have more weapons, but I think maybe Baltimore was a little late on making offers to receivers. Like Curtis Samuel went to Washington. Like, I mean, he probably went there because of Ron Rivera, but I mean, Curtis Samuel was available. I know there was talks with DJ Chark maybe, but I don't know what happened with that. Um, I don't know. All right. That's crazy. That's uh, no, no Lamar talk about that. Uh, any <laughs> let's let's move on to the last piece of news, which was we brought it up with Tampa Bay. Leonard Fournette signs resigns with Tampa Bay one year up to four million dollars. Tampa Bay has returned and resigned all 22 starters. So people that actually started the Super Bowl for them last year, which is incredible. Uh, I I'm surprised that they did it, but they've done it officially. Do we like Leonard? For, what do we think Leonard Fournette does for for fantasy? Do we like him? Does it just hurt Ronald Jones? What are we thinking? Uh, I'd stay away <laughs> from both. Yeah, Jones and yeah, Fournette. yeah. I mean, it hurts uh, Ronald Jones, but who knows? Who knows what what Arians is going to do? Uh, I don't know. So many weapons there. I um, mean, one I, guy I think, fumbles, he might not play for three I, games. Yeah, so. I, I think we can just take the uh, the templated Chiefs um, statement and just apply it to Tampa Bay now. I think every week it's going to go to someone different. So, well, I mean, Hill and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey were reliable every week for the Chiefs. Yeah, and so but, it was kind of uh, okay. So, if the, then that that's not Leonard Fournette, I, in my opinion. Gotcha. I think the fact that they have Fournette and Ronald Jones there could we could see both those guys drop in in fantasy drafts next season. They're not going to be hot picks. I think. So where you could get one of those guys, whichever one you can get later, I think could return big value, especially if the other one gets injured or just isn't playing well and, and one of them becomes the, the main guy. I think that could be Yeah, I, I would say valuable. that's it. They're, they're late, late round gems, but... Uh, mid, I wouldn't, I, they're going to get drafted mid round, but yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't make them uh, your focus. All right, fair enough. Well, guys, things got heated today. Lamar Jackson... Kind of turn things up. I like it. We should uh, we should have more Lamar talk on. Well, Anthony's episodes. worried now. Anthony's worried about his dynasty now. He brought it up several times. He's suddenly realizing he's in trouble. I don't, this this coming from the guy who's got Deshaun Watson as one of his quarterbacks and Jared Goff. Oh my gosh. Well, look the the concern. I'm I'm a little bit concerned because I mean I went from a championship of him and Andrew. I have both him and Andrews on my team, and I mean they probably gave me such a boost the year that I won that when you go from number one to number 10 and a number three tight end to outside the top, was he still within the top 12? I'm not he's sure still, about that. Yeah, he's still up there. I think he was at the bottom. So it was kind of like similar. They both dropped the same amount, like from number one 
caliber fantasy numbers to the bottom of the top 12 and mm-hmm. it just it destroys your team a little bit so i hope he does pass more I, that's why i was hoping he'd have more weapons at, at receiver but we'll see no hey anthony just a, a note the listeners can't see when you do air quotes <laughs> air quote oh yeah yeah the bunny ears <laughs> soon they will so, well, soon. maybe 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 all right, guys, any words of wisdom before we, we depart? Maybe some Justice uh, League talk, Zack Snyder. Uh, you're forgetting a segment. Oh, I apologize. I apologize. Um, Anthony, you ready to, to bring it up? Thank you. Yeah. Anthony, for... Anthony, you have to sing it this time. They said it on Reddit. I don't, I don't even Not know bad. what the jingle Moose, is. Moose is the singer in the, in the trio, I think, which is interesting because Anthony was actually a singer. Well, screamer, I guess. In his band. But I mean, whenever Moose has brought up the little jingles, <laughs> he has the original flow of it. So I I didn't know I don't I, even I make it up it every time. Yeah, it's just okay. off it's just off the cuff. <laughs> off the cuff. All right. So this comes from user Nooney One. Uh the best QB will be with San Francisco theory. Regardless of what happens with the other teams, I feel the best quarterback from 2021 draft based on team success and fantasy impact will be the one on San Francisco uh, will be the one San Francisco drafts. And that includes Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. He's saying I have the utmost confidence in Shani and his ability to scheme for his QBs. What do you think? Yeah. Moose. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with this. I mean, this, we sort of already went over it with with all the Jimmy G talk. If they get a young, talented quarterback who can, you know, work with Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, um, you know, Shanahan can take care of the running backs. I mean, he always has success with whomever he has running the ball. I think they could be a very strong team. I, I think that that theory is it's very sound, and you know, I he's, yeah. So I, I would disagree wholeheartedly disagree i think trevor lawrence will be the best quarterback for fantasy from this draft class for this season and for you know pretty much every season to come Uh, i think whether it's zach wilson justin fields uh whoever it is on san francisco i don't see that them being better than trevor lawrence uh for fantasy football probably especially not this season because trevor lawrence is the day one starter Whoever ends up in San Francisco is not even going to be the necessarily going to be the day one starter. Well, I but think I will the, say the theory, this. the assumption yeah. of the theory is that they are. I think you're, Jimmy G's not there is the. Or it could be a situation similar to the Chargers where Justin Herbert comes in, what, two, three games in. And, and they get the doctor finishes. from the Chargers yeah, to give say, him an injection. Week, week three headline, Jimmy G takes large needle to the lung. <laughs> I mean, and just a correction before Lamar Jackson did finish 10th, but Justin Herbert finished ninth. Um, so not playing a full season, he, w- so I think it was two games, uh, cause it says he played 15 here. So, yeah. so Lamar's, I mean, a, it's Lamar's a top 10 quarterback with barely any passing. So any, any extra passing that he does is, is bonus. If there's so, extra, I think if you end up with Lamar Jackson, I mean, I but would, there could be know. less too, but yeah. the question, but there could, could, I mean, we're returning could back be anything, to it, you know, but we've yeah. seen Lamar's ceiling for rushing. Did we already see his ceiling for passing? Or does he have does he have more? That's the question. We don't know. That's the that's um, the that's the big question. Now, Mark. getting back to the San Francisco, if they yeah, draft uh, so, Mac Jones, because the rumor has it they really like Mac Jones. If they draft Mac Jones, do you think Mac Jones is going to be the best quarterback from this draft class? No, 
he he's one of the guys that I said well that I had in my mind that is going to be one of those quarterbacks that is not going to be uh, a starter right. on as, a team as for very a lot, long. As we see a lot of Alabama quarterbacks have trouble with. Right. So I mean, you have Zach Wilson who everybody is very high on now because they saw the highlights of him throwing the ball. Yes, because they threw on, because they saw him throw it 60 yards. Side, like like kind of, well, yeah, where you have to yeah. throw against against the grain and turn your hips, kind of like Mahomes does. So right. I saw that with no rush defense and no one coming at him. And they're like, oh, my God. You know those those Jason Bourne memes? Yeah. So so, there, so there's Zach Wilson and there's Justin Fields, who earlier on in the offseason or Lance. in the year that they were saying Justin Fields was the number two best quarterback out of the draft. But now yeah. everything's right. starting to change. But in terms of, in terms of situation, Right. Situation uh, is 100% better. Is yeah. 100% better. So if Jimmy Garoppolo gets injured, Gabe won, and whoever they drafted, whether it's Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, or Trey Lance, or even uh, Zach, uh, Zach Jones? Mac, Mac, Mac Jones. Mac, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Yeah, I think that the situation's better with um, Kittle there, with Debo there, with uh, Ayuk there. I mean, um, and- so let's say this. So these these top three rookies, are they all better than Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard were pretty jo- decent. George Kittle out were not half bad. Right. They, they were, were and, they, and were, they and, were definitely half bad for fantasy. They were in fact full bad. Uh, they fantasy. were streamable <laughs> options depending on the matchup. Yeah, a couple couple of weeks mm, they, they were good. No, I'm not saying they're no, they're great. No, no, but, no, no. But but he, but here's what we're saying is that these guys are better. Debo Samuels will hopefully be healthy. George Kittle will be healthy. And Brandon Hughes healthy. Mm, you know, uh, for me, I think that's a it's a pretty good situation to end up. Uh, so uh, Nick, great- uh, sorry, Nick Mullins uh, on a good week again uh, on a bad week against Buffalo, twenty two points. He had a seventeen point week. He had two seventeen point weeks. I know we which usually- is not good for QBs. For a backup QB, it's not for bad. For a backup QB, with, it's with not bad. Most so of your offense if, injured. if if the other guys are talented that are in the draft and he's putting up seventeen, they can uh, very well be uh, top uh, top QB fantasy options. So you're judging off of Nick Mullins's seventeen. But points. with the well, talent I around, I asked you if you thought that these too. rookies were better than Nick Mullins. Yeah. And well, then yes. why don't we just based off Jimmy G? Is Jimmy G a fantasy quarterback that you're happy with? Uh, not based on last year because he didn't no. play <laughs> or the year before. He's not great for fantasy. And here's the thing. San Francisco's yeah, a well, great oh, team. Hold on. Are you, are you asking me if Jimmy, if Jimmy G played the whole season? No. Oh, no. Yeah. If he played the whole season. Yeah. And, Would you be happy and, with Jimmy G if he played the whole season as a fantasy if, option? If Debo was healthy, Brandon Ayuk, George Kill, all healthy, I'd be happy with, with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I definitely would not. So we disagree there. And San Francisco is a great team. The quarterback will be successful in San Francisco for real football. But we're talking fantasy. So we would need to see a change of culture in San Francisco away from the running game because they run first. Talk about they invented running back by committee. They invent these these huge running plays. They they build their so, offense around the run game. So, so just to give you some info too, the the not last year, the year before when Jimmy G played, he only had four weeks over 20 points yeah that's not great so it's terrible so any other qb that i think i think the coaching staff is also better in san francisco any of the rookies that start i think might have a better year than trey trevor lawrence this coming year 
No, because they're dead. He's, who's going to throw the ball more? Trevor Lawrence on the Jags, on the terrible Jags, we're going to be behind in every game. Or San Francisco is going to be dom- their defense is going to be dominating, and they have uh, you know this great O line. They're going to maybe rush it's behind a, maybe time. it's a beer bet to look into once the draft is done. could be. Now, if they decide to change their philosophy like Buffalo did, and Moose, you know, we was, won't know until the regular season. That got to call well, it before. Moose, well, Moose predicted before, so yeah. So that's yeah, what I'm saying. We I think they're going to be a the pass. Before. They're going to be a much big, more pass heavy team. I mean, they they got shaky knees and an undrafted free agent in their backfield right now. I don't I don't think they'll be more. I don't think they'll be more. <laughs> Do you want to say who those players are just for the new <laughs> listeners? They got uh, Raheem Mostert, who they wanted to get rid of, and uh, Jamichael Hasty in their backfield. They got rid of Tevin Coleman and uh, Jarek McKinnon. I don't think he's released. On, I think I think he was released or his contract's up. Well, I'm sure they'll bring in. Uh, another runner, but I think they have confidence in those guys. But I just don't see them passing more than than last year, especially if they have a rookie in there. Their whole offense is receivers. Well, how do why? Well, how do you say that? Debo Samuels, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and those guys were missing last season, so they had to be run heavy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I think that they're like. The Kyle Shanahan offense is a run scheme offense. It's the same as Matt LaFleur and Green Bay. It's, it's, it's a run first offense. It has been in the past, yeah. yes. Yeah. So it would be a it would be a little bit of a culture shift for fantasy football. That's what I'm saying. It wouldn't take much. All right. Trevor Lawrence, put put your money on Trevor Lawrence. All right, words of wisdom before we uh before we leave. Yeah, I was um I watched the Pokemon movie, De- De- Detective Pikachu. Nice. And uh, it was good. It was really good. So you finished it. I finished it. Um, well, you but, told him he had to. Yeah, yeah, you told me I had to. Uh, it was, it was good. Um, it was, you know, you got to see a few of the Pokemon, but they reused a lot of the same Pokemon, so you had to see a handful of them, but not, you know, a whole, yeah. whole bunch. So and, you want a sequel? Is what you're saying? Um, it's they didn't really build it up for a sequel. Okay, right. but um, I think what they did, what I would have appreciated more, is. It was uh, a human story that involved Pokemon, but I think it would have been better if it was a Pokemon story that involved humans. Uh, well said. Well said. It, it was, I don't know. Yes. Just, you know what? I agree with that. The, the, at points, it was kind of like, all right, let's drive the story here. Let's see some cool fighting or something. And it, it just never really happened. And then even at the end, it's like the big fight scene. And I think, you know, I think Pikachu does like one electric attack and then that's yeah. it. He's just so- him running around a lot. Only I agree one. with you. So I I rewatched it because you, you were watching it. And I, like when he's talking about reusing Pokemon. So from the show that everybody is familiar with, uh, Misty had Psyduck, Ash had Pikachu. There was Psyduck and Pikachu as the main Pokemon with the two main actors. And then there was one battle or two battles mid movie. And then the one at the end and then Mewtwo's in the movie. Spoiler alert. Um, so, I mean, they just reuse the Pokemon from the movie, the original Pokemon movie, and then the show. So, I mean, I, I'm with Moose on that. There's like, what, five generations of Pokemon now? Like, they could have yeah. tried to use other ones. That's huh. it. Anthony, and I, uh, usually you say spoiler alert before the spoiler. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's okay. been out for a while. <laughs> it's okay. And he's, he's, he's the first thing you see in the movie, so it's not really that much of a spoiler. Right. It was in the commercial, too, so. Um, sure. Gentlemen, I am drinking today a warbler wheat ale 
Ah, and it's in honor it. of our it does and it's in honor of our baltimore ravens talk because if lamar jackson doesn't improve his passing next year he's not gonna be raven he's gonna be more of a warbler well his balls um, are warbly his balls are warbly <laughs> oh. hilarious this is a uh salt spring island salt spring brewery beer and it's quite delicious it's uh, a weed ale but it's got a hint of berries in it just mm. a hint mm. it's fantastic very tasty how, how much of a hint uh <laughs> is, it, is it borderline a suggestion it's a suggestion it's a suggestion strong suggestion but it's delicious strong suggestion so it's yeah, a much more much more than a hint yeah i could read the back but it would take forever so what are you guys drinking i've got a classic heineken oh yeah how many more 47 there's 47 left so last time 40. we talked so 46 46 come on you didn't have any heinekens yesterday nope in your free time okay no, Anthony. Uh, I have a good old Pabst Blue Ribbon. Ah, classic. classic, classic PBR, good American beer. Um, guys, I was going to talk about uh, Justice Justice League, the new Justice League, but I mean, we did we did at the beginning. I know, no, but we got like going pre, to pre podcast. We got we got we got into it a little bit, but we can't have another Lamar Jackson style debate. So we'll save it for the next episode. That's it. Okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> Anything else? Moose? Moose? <laughs> Awkward no, pause. I think I think that's it. I, no, I right, said kid. my bit. All right. <laughs> well, from one uh, warbler to another. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ciao.